Well, Paul, we've just finished uh, recording our uh, show. And as always, really exciting. We had the gorgeous LinkedIn ninja dressed to the nines for her social media awards. That's right. Yes, yeah. exactly. Gillian uh, joined us on the way to an awards ceremony uh, tonight, which was fantastic for her to take the time out to talk to us. I felt like one of those really, uh, what, like an e-news reporter, those entertainment mm. people going, what are you wearing? Who are you yeah, wearing? On, on the red carpet. <laughs> yes, but correct. then again, it doesn't match with the way we dress for the show. But anyway. <laughs> Shh, let's pretend we were highly, highly smart. <laughs> uh, and Gillian was talking to us about what we should be hashtagging and highlighting the fact that we tend to hashtag our own industry That's right. and what we're in interested versus uh, what our audience are interested in. Mm, then we had Daniel from uh, Insh- well, no, I can't even think Avari. of it. Avari. So, so uh, yeah, so Daniel was here. What to was talk the company about name again? Avari. Avari. And uh, Daniel was talking about um, what's some latest developments in the insurance world from using technology effectively. And um, particularly for one of the things he was talking about um, that's happening in his area was um, and his company are offering something that where tradies can turn on and off their insurance policy based on when they're actually working. Mm-hmm. So they're actually paying what they're actually using as opposed yeah. to uh, having, I feel like, uh, coverage out there, perhaps when they go on holiday and stuff, which was great. Yeah, um, very great interesting. Invention. And then, of course, we had Leah, the mental toughness guru for the pen, well, for actually, yeah, for the penultimate episode of Mental Toughness, where we for spoke about... C number four. Which was? Challenge. That's right, challenge. And that again, I'm not going to give anything away, but you've got to be listening to what challenge is. Um, and then, as always, a big shout out to our wonderful sponsor, Insight Intelligence. Um, and they believe that sharing knowledge with their clients is one of the most important aspects of their business. So Mario from Insight Intelligence has actually started his new podcast, which is delivering successful investigations, in, is more than just knowing how to conduct interviews and preparing a report. It's the result of the ability to combine knowledge, experience and the expertise of human intelligence, psychology, business, justice and behavioral science. Each week he will deliver a podcast and a video which will span a variety of topics and the first podcast which I thought was really really interesting was the introduction into psychological profiling with mm. his special guest Debbie Collaris. Yeah, it was so we'll pop a link in um, for you to follow that podcast but as for now here is our podcast. We are the Insight Intelligence Group, specialising in Australian corporate investigations and information risk management, workplace investigations, competitor analysis, social media intelligence, reputational risk management, internal or external investigations. Professional and proactive, Insight Intelligence Group works with you to ensure the success of the investigation. Australia-wide or global, facts, not opinion. 02882-9837. InsightIntelligence.com.au Good afternoon and welcome to the Power Up Show, driving you home and rocking you home and looking at the week that was. It is uh, August the 15th, wonderful Thursday evening. Not sure if it's spring or winter because it's beautiful days, Paul. And then the nights just go down to what feels like minus 500 degrees. Mm, pretty much, yeah. yeah. There was <laughs> certainly been uh, ice on the windscreens, and uh, which of course nobody will believe that if they're listening somewhere overseas. But uh, we do get a bit of, we do get a bit of ice. Yeah, it's been a bit well. chilly. So, Paul, what's on the agenda yes, today? Yes, uh, packed uh, show show tonight. Um, we've uh, we've seen a bit of Gillian, myself, and Mia uh, this week. So uh, we've got uh, Gillian, our LinkedIn ninja, will be uh, on on first, um, and then uh, we're going to be talking to uh, Daniel Fogarty. Um, and Daniel is uh, is the founder and um, and CEO of a uh, insurance uh, technical uh, startup called uh, Avari. He's going to be talking to us uh, very much around uh, some of the benefits. Um, that are coming, uh, innovations that are coming into the insurance market, particularly will help uh, tradies. Um, so 
so uh, really looking forward to that discussion uh, we'll then have a conversation with Leah and Leah is going to be talking about the fourth C in her series on mental toughness really and the C to this that. week is challenge and before we end we're going to be talking to uh, Raj our and um, Raj. our friend Raj from uh, the Bollywood show and uh, uh, probably he's going to find out that maybe I haven't watched a movie I was supposed to watch and that um, that Mia has and, and now it's time for me to get mocked <laughs> Well, no, I think that's it. We're going to get back straight on to Gillian because Gillian's at a live event today, so we're catching her in between mm. when she's in her makeup. Mm. Um, the music today is compliments of young Mr. Paul, so we do hope you enjoy the foundations. Build me up, Buttercup. Choose that the <laughs> And that oh, was Paul's favourite song. Uh, build me up buttercup by the foundations Gillian where are you darling because we are catching you in between some important uh, events today yes I am in the CBD in Suffolk Street right now and what events are you attending today um, I was at the social media summit during the day on a panel and tonight is the gala awards mm. so I'm going to the gala awards Fantastic. living the glam life aren't you you're Glam- living the glam. Glammed up are we this evening, Jenny? Uh, <laughs> As we speak, I have a makeup artist glamming me up. Yes. Oh. I need to get one of those. I'm, just... I'm multitasking. Yeah, I, I, I probably would need one too, don't I, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, let's let's, let's go over that face sure radio again. I can handle it, Paul. <laughs> 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 uh, now, uh, before we start, and I do, I do realise I apologise, Jenny, because I know you're very busy. You've got some great content to, to share with us. But um, did you enjoy um, uh, Mia's uh, geography lesson this week when she learned actually um, what part? Of uh, um, a part of um, Ireland, Yorkshire was in. With, with what? No, Ireland wasn't in Yorkshire. <laughs> I mean, Yorkshire's not in Ireland, and Paul's trying to throw me under the bus. <laughs> oh, is he? Our friend Dawn. Gillian. Uh, uh-huh. we're, we're muting right. Paul now. You're out of the conversation <laughs> now. <laughs> now, Gillian, when we ended off last week uh, and we were talking about how to grow your company page and some of the things you need to be putting into action, you said one of the the biggest aspects of growing a company page is to be using hashtags but being quite strategic in the use of those hashtags. Do you want to quickly talk us through that? Sure. Well, last week we went through the hashtag communities on the company page. So when we ended that, you were like, well, how do you do the research? Because I was running off a whole bunch of stats there. Mm. Um, So if the people listening want to go to the search bar in the top of the app, or the desktop, all they need to do is type in the word that they're trying to research to see how many people are following. But they must do the hashtag or the hash symbol before the word. So, for example, if I wanted to see how many people were following sales, I would put in hashtag sales and uh, see what's out there. So I've got 5.4 million followers of the hashtag sales. That's it. But now, would that be so, so? Where would you use that hashtag? So, when I'm doing a post, would I be using and it's say, for example, you know, the most awesome salesperson in the world, me, and yes, I'm writing a post and I put their hashtag sales. Is that the right hashtag for me? Is my audience looking for sales, or could they be looking for something else? Am I just assuming they're looking for that hashtag? Well, are you trying to sell to salespeople? Would be the question. Uh, no, I would not like to sell to salespeople because they're probably trying to sell to me too. So. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Not so not circular, who would it? be a target audience for you to sell your services to? So let's say, for example, um, let's say HR managers, for example. 
Okay. So people are creatures of habit and we all run the um, it's all about me in our heads. Yeah. <laughs> um, so most people will follow the hashtags that pertain to them and their industry. Uh-huh. So HR people and human resources people mostly follow HR and human resources. So for you to tap into that market, to sell to that market, those are the two hashtags that you want to use. And that's very interesting because I fell in the trap right now when I said to you, if I've got a, a company page called Sales or Us, yes. my initial instinct is to hashtag sales. But, uh, and, yeah, but that's exactly. my comfort zone. You just mentioned that, whereas that's not who I'm selling to. So the hashtags, while intuitively we're going to be drawn towards what we used to, we're actually going to the wrong market. So we actually need to do some research, get really familiar with what our avatar is and who we're selling to, and then select them or see what they're following. Yep, you got it. Outstanding. I mean, it makes so much sense when, you know, the LinkedIn expert, sorry, <laughs> my mistake, the LinkedIn ninja, ninja. says it. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. But it's so mm-hmm. true because you get stuck in your own head. Gillian, that's been yep. fantastic. So in order to grow your LinkedIn company page, posts need to be more strategic and be more targeted. So, for example, if you're a commercial lawyer and you're, um, I don't know, writing a blog post about uh, construction, you would then yep. look at what construction companies, what construction people in construction are hashtagging, and you would highlight those in your article and in your post. Yes, exactly. Even though you're a lawyer, Perfect. because if you start hashtagging Hashtag law, law or lawyers, <laughs> then you're just going to get a whole bunch of other lawyers looking at that content. Yeah, and that's probably and that's not the right market because I'm no, sure lawyers exactly. love saying to each other. But this, this goes for both company pages and your personal profile posts. Oh, Paul's just had a big light bulb. Well, moment. that was what, that was actually my question as well, actually. Oh, um, uh, Jean, so, oh so, I knew that was your question. I'm so interested. <laughs> yeah, as ever, you can read my mind. So, you, you, LinkedIn she's Ninja not, Stroke She's mind not the reader. number one LinkedIn stranger in the train in the Asia Pacific yeah, for nothing, that's Paul. Right, yeah, yeah. So that was my question around actually, because um, is this for company pages and for a post on your own page as well? Yeah. Perfect. Jillian, we're going to leave you. We know that you've got to uh, head off to your gala dinner. Uh, Hey, do you have any gossip for us from your uh, little your symposium today? Do I have any gossip for you? I I don't know. Who was there? What were they wearing? What are you wearing? (laughs) What am I wearing? Well, the theme is fire and ice. Ooh. So have a guess which one I'm doing. I want to go that you're fire. You're bright red, right? (laughs) You are so true. (laughs) And you're wearing your red belt for ninja-like. Well, let's let's put it this way. My dress is black, so oh. I don't have many accessories that are fire. So I'm doing something a little different. Oh well, you better be hashtagging something different. <laughs> there will be posts. <laughs> yeah, we know that, don't posts. we? And you're a woman, so you know you've got fire in your bones anyway. So someone just says That's the wrong thing, and you're going to explode. So you go, girl. And I'm going to set them on fire. Yeah. Right. No, 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 no. I was going to say it's already happened in the studio this afternoon since we started broadcasting. So. <laughs> oh, you're on fire, Paul. <laughs> yes, literally. I, I had to be on fire after I got annoyed by the first song we played. <laughs> Jillian, you have a fantastic and wonderful evening uh, and we will be catching up with you next week and do make sure you hashtag awesomeness when you, or hashtag fire and ice <laughs> so we can catch I'll that one too just for you, awesomeness yeah, yeah is Mia <laughs> you have a fantastic evening thanks Jillian and we'll catch up next week that was Jillian the okay. LinkedIn Ninja thank you Jillian and you're listening to a live 90.5 this is a power up show with Mia and Paul it's currently, uh, what's that, almost 20 past six. 
And Paul, I'm handing over to you because I'm going to let you get your nerd on because you love everything insurance. And there's been some, I suppose, innovative changes that have happened in the insurance industry that will definitely benefit a vast majority of our listeners being tradies. So take it away. Absolutely. Thank you, Mia. I think, first of all, I would say that, uh, you know, I'm not sure where the word nerd and insurance comes. It doesn't come in my vocabulary together. But anyway. At this point, um, let's welcome Daniel. And yes, he exactly. can let's potentially welcome, <laughs> jump in with us. Let's How are you, Daniel? Da- Daniel Fogarty from, uh, he's the CEO and founder of Avari. Welcome, Daniel. Great. Thanks, Paul. Uh, Mayor, great to be on the show. No, good to have you on here as well, Daniel. Now, Daniel, I think uh, that, uh, as Mia was just saying, obviously you've come from a background whereby you've uh, you've been the leader of uh, one of the biggest insurance companies uh, in Australia in the past, and now you've set up your your own your own business. Um, and uh, and I guess the uh, uh, all the things that are going on in the insurance world at the moment are very much about how we harness and use technology better, really to change a very traditional industry. Um, and I mean, I go back from uh, in the early 90s studying things about uh, the Lloyds and the coffee shops and stuff. So tell us a little bit about what's going on there at the moment. Yeah, look, so there's, uh, there's a fair bit of change happening in the insurance industry, as you know. It's, it's the insurance industry from the focus, uh, along with the financial services industry, about lots of things. Uh, and, and my background, as you said, I was, I was uh, running an insurance company and I was frustrated that, you know, the technology was getting in the way of being able to drive great change for customers. So now I've set up uh, with uh, two business partners and now we've got a whole lot of people working with us, set up another insurance business so that we can really focus on, on what customers need and make insurance that's easy to buy, that's easy to manage and can be flexible to meet the changing needs of customers. Daniel, can I take you just a step back? When you say technology was getting in the way, can you just talk us through that? Yeah, well, part of the, part of the challenge in, in, la- in any large organisation is that they set up technology a while ago and it's, it's actually hard to unwind that technology uh, and make it more flexible for customers. So uh, you've got an advantage when you start with a clean sheet of paper to uh, start with fresh technology uh, and build things in the cloud with the latest, uh, the latest technology so that it can easily match what customers' expectations. As, uh, as, as, Dan, as you talk there, Daniel, it, it takes me back to uh, being shown uh, probably around about 10 or so years ago um, a legacy system that uh, was kind of like almost taped up in a very large data room and they said, we can't touch this because this still works. <laughs> and, uh, but I, I totally I totally, I totally understand what you're saying as well because I guess, uh, you know, I've heard how, you know, a lot of really a lot of old legacy systems are just just made it hard and, uh, and it lacked innovation. So uh, so good on you for making a difference because at the end of the day, the customer's key isn't it so uh so tell us a little bit about um uh, i guess in terms of uh you know, particular um offerings in terms of what's happening in terms of innovation in terms of uh, in your space alone. yeah one of the things you mentioned daniel was the ease of management can you talk us through that because to be honest ease of management is not what i would put next to my insurance policy in fact it's probably got a lot of um uh, what are those words called where you put lots of little symbols in there so you don't write the actual word next to insurance policy? So can you talk us through the ease of management? I'd love to hear what this is about. As you might have gathered, Daniel, uh, me is a bit of a cynic when it comes to No, I'm not so. a cynic. I think the traditional antiquated model, which you've both spoken about, has given the insurance industry a bad name. So as soon as you said ease of management, Daniel, I went, hey, mm. let's hear about that. Yeah, well, you know, we do we do pretty much everything on our phones nowadays. So, um, <clears throat> you know, the expectations of, of all of our services are being driven by, uh, by by what we can do on our phones. So, uh, you know, we, we when we started this business, we, we're mobile first, uh, so that so that people can can buy their insurance on their phone. They can they can change it quickly, and and I think that's that's something that that really 
sets sets the new technology apart where you can make changes quite simply and you can just make them on the phone. So, for example... When you say, sorry, are you going to give me an example? But let me just jump in and ask the question. When you say you can make changes, I mean, that's probably the opposite perception of any insurance policy because normally when I make changes in an insurance policy, it's probably because I need to increase my premiums. Yeah. Well, so what, what we do, we have, a, so we have trading insurance, as we said, so we have liability uh, cover, which is very important to make sure you're covered for liability when you're, when you're a tradesperson. Uh, and we have what we call a pause feature. So if you're not working, if you're on holidays for two weeks, then you can actually put your insurance on pause and we actually give you money back. So that's an example of where you, you do want to change your policy because uh, you can put it on pause and get a refund for the time you're not working. And that is something which just, um, it, it's almost one of those things, I guess, probably spent a number of years in the industry myself, it's almost unheard of, Danny, isn't it? No, nobody would have done that before. Yeah, now this is when, when, when people uh, first, first find us, they go, uh, wow, what's the, what, back. what's the trick? What's the little hidden point? Is that what they're asking you? Where's the, <laughs> where's the catch? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> And and, uh, and and there's no catch. I mean, we've, we've uh, you know, as long as you're not working in that period, obviously if you're working, you don't have any insurance, so that, that's a very bad place to be. <laughs> um, but, you know, if, uh, so we've got a lot of people who, uh, some people work part-time uh, and they turn their insurance on on Sunday night and they turn it off on Wednesday night because they have Thursday, Friday off. Uh, um, so, and some people put it off for, uh, you know, turn their insurance off when they're on holidays and, and things like that. So we, we actually have people engaging with our product uh, much more than we expected, um, and for different jobs, people need different covers. So, if you're, if you're some government jobs, you might need twenty million dollars worth of liability, and some other jobs you might need less. So, you can go in and change your cover, um, and we keep a record of when you change it, obviously, and uh, and we increase the limits. Uh, or now, that's limits. that's quite unique what you're saying there, because getting public liability uh, insurance—that's what it's called, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That, that can be depending on the job and depending on the industry and depending on the cover that you need. That can accumulate quite quickly on a premium. But if you're sitting with the absolute minimum you need because that's really all you need and you have an opportunity to pick up a really big contract, are you saying that almost within minutes I can increase my policy from the standard $20 million and get $100 million within minutes? Yeah, well, so we, we only go up for $20 million, so, oh, okay. uh, <laughs> so you can, but, but if you've got $5 million, which... Uh, some people cover, uh, some people have, then you could increase it to 10 or up to 20. Um, and you might only have, yeah, you might increase the number of workers you've got for a particular job, so you can increase the number of workers. You can just do it or do all that on the phone. So, I mean, we've actually had people standing outside a job site and the, uh, the head contractor's gone, oh, are you insured before you get in there? And they go, oh, I'll quickly do my insurance while I'm standing at the front and then I can send you the certificate of currency straight away all from all from the phone so uh, that's, that's uh, fabulous it's in terms of like the you know the the instantaneous um uh response there and uh mm. being out there i mean and obviously it's very much about being compliant as well for the person that's going to do the job there and that really is a you know a great uh, situation to that, that someone can be in in terms of how how quickly they can get everything they need in place yeah, it's Daniel, all about meeting customers' needs. So yeah, that's, yeah. That, that, that's important. How is you? You've said that people have heard what you've said, and and their initial reaction is, "Hang on, this is not the greatest thing. It doesn't make sense." But as you've been introducing it into market, traders have been really proactive in using the the system and using the app. 
Talk me through where the insurance industry is going to go after something like this becomes widely accepted in the market and consumers start having that conversation saying, hey, you know, I'd like to have a little bit more control over my insurance policy and create an environment when I'm paying what I need to pay when I need to pay it. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the, the industry just needs to change. Uh, you know, customers, if customers are demanding change, then the industry needs to meet the customer's, customer's demands. So we should be operating with the customer in mind first. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, the industry knows that there's change, there's change afoot. Uh, and, um, yeah, so, there's, so there's, there's, the industry will just have to adapt to those, uh, the technology that's, mm. that's around today. And I think that's a that's a good point as well. I think because I think what I see as well is a lot of uh, a lot of innovation going on uh, in Australia, but also uh, you know elsewhere in the world. And certainly, the UK somewhere obviously I'm very close to my heart, so I see it going over there as well. That uh, you know the industry is being disrupted, and there are people that uh, you know are trying to actually harness the technology uh, to improve the customer experience. And, and you know obviously there's a, the event where we met Daniel as well. There's a there's a movement here really that around supporting all that uh, that change as well, which is, which is great to see because it can only come. Better for the consumer at the end of the day. Yeah, we've had we've had insurance businesses in other countries come and look at what we're doing, and uh, we're actually using our te- exporting our technology to other insurance businesses around the world. So, uh, so we're very happy to work with uh, people here, and very happy to work with uh, insurance businesses elsewhere. Well, uh, I'll be honest, um, I'm still not a convert. I'm still not convinced insurance is going to <laughs> excite me. However, in saying that, I feel like if I did have an app that was going to give me more control, that I could change it as and when I needed it, I probably would interact with my insurance policy a lot more than I currently do. And I won't feel uh, like I need to take 73 Valium to phone and get it updated or increase. Daniel laughs, he knows I'm right. You haven't lived. (laughs) <laughs> well, and that, that's why you can do it all from the convenience of your phone, so you don't have to ring. Can, uh, it's, it's, it's nice and quick, yeah, uh, and, and easy to follow. So, uh, um, yeah, so keen, keen, keen to get people to look at us and, and check us out. Obviously, uh, fantastic. Um, yeah. No, that's brilliant. Excellent. Thank you so much for your time Thanks, this evening, Daniel. Daniel. Re- really appreciate it. Good to talk to you. And uh, that was Daniel Fogarty, everybody from Avari. And, and you're listening to a live 90.5. This is the Perhaps Show with Mira and Paul. It is 22.7 on the 15th of August, this beautiful Thursday evening. And we have the amazing mental toughness guru, Leah, on the line with us to talk about the fourth C in the mental toughness model challenge. And how are you, Leah? Let's say hello first. Hello, Mia. Hello, Paul. Hello. And, Leah, we're going to go through the fourth C now. And next week is our last discussion around mental toughness. And I think it's very appropriate next week for for you and I to have a discussion. We might invite Paul. We'll see how we feel. But based on his behavior today, he'll be in the dog box. Uh, <laughs> I'll bring you there, then. Um, I'd like to talk through, because you and I have been working on mental toughness together, and I've gone through the assessment with you, and I'd like to take some time next week, if it's okay with you, and we might do it in two segments, where we just talk through some of the learnings that I have found through the mental toughness model that I think will really bring together what we have been talking, if that's okay. I think that would be wonderful, and I think the, um, the other question that people might have is, well oh, my goodness, you know, if I'm not mentally tough, right, because a lot of people, you know, have an idea of what mental toughness Mm. is and they'll have a self-assessment around that. Well, if I'm not mentally tough, 
what am I then? Mm. So I think that's worth exploring as that's well. That's right, because we will raise, we will talk about it next week, my complete resistance to the results that I had around <laughs> mental toughness, where I was going, Leah, I think I answered this whole thing wrong. But when we started delving into it and while we've been going through this process, the more I'm going, oh, my goodness, I did answer it right. <laughs> well, and, you know, isn't that, that just dovetails beautifully into the fourth C today in terms of that being that of challenge, mm. okay? So just in case people haven't tuned in yet to the other three episodes, let's just give our listeners the recap of what mental toughness is. Yes. So that is the, the personality trait or um, way of thinking that, dis- that determines how effectively we deal with challenge, stressors and pressure irrespective of the circumstances. And the four elements of, of attitude and, um, and aptitude that we're looking at is one is confidence, the second is control, the third is commitment, and today we're talking about challenge. And it's, it's fitting that we finish with challenge because when you've got confidence and you've got uh, commitment and you've got, uh, oh, it slipped my mind now. I can't read my hand. Control. Control. I can't read my handwriting here. Um, When you go through all of those, there's only one last thing that you can do to succeed, and that's accept the challenge head on. Well, and exactly, and that is exactly what the definition of challenge is, Mia. Go to the top of the class. (laughs) Oh, yay! Paul, you can step back in the dog box. (laughs) Because challenge... Paul, come back to us. Don't worry, I'm not going away. She can't get rid of that easy. But, but the, challenge, the, the challenge element really is about our attitude towards change because when we are faced with change, whether it is hoist upon us or we inadvertently step into it, this is ha- our automatic reaction is giving us our, um, our natural... Uh, way of being around change and um, like you know do we see it as a problem or do we see it as an opportunity to grow and learn and fail forward so and so yes give us an example because uh, you and I have had conversations around challenge and there was a very interesting example that we spoke about to really define in an environment where there could be a challenge that's necessary for your business to prosper and grow, but the idea of doing it, there are that many obstacles, perceived obstacles in the way, that you put it on the back burner and it turns into this massive Mount Everest, that challenge that you just can't get to. Well, I think um, certainly a challenge that I see in a lot of my executive leaders and business owners particularly when they want to go that next level up in their business, their network and networking with their, their uh, current contacts and creating new contacts and how to go about that is often, even for extroverts, the attitude is, oh, you know, I, 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 just, can't, I just can't do that or I don't know how to do that well. And so networking is more and more important today than even, particularly with the advent of social media, because business, as we know, is built on relationships. Mm. So the like trust and like trust and respect factor 
it occurs best when we meet belly to belly, doesn't it? Correct, correct. And for, and for a lot of business owners, a lot of professionals, that that scares them more than, um, you know, more, more than anything else. And it's interesting because when you look at challenge and you're standing there going, do I walk into the room or don't I walk into the room? It takes you full circle again, doesn't it? To go, do I have the confidence? And again, it's that confidence within myself, the confidence that I've got my messaging right, the confidence that I'm not a fraud, the confidence that I can do what I need to do, the commitment yes. to see this through. Yes, and, and this is also interesting that I see a difference often that people can be very, very comfortable and confident meeting new people socially, but put a business context around it and suddenly that confidence is not mm. not so mm. strong because mm. when we're doing something new for the first time, there is a risk element and there's a reward element. So how we respond to challenge, how we look at something is testing our learning or orientation. So are we afraid of failure because we don't want to look bad or are we welcoming failure because we see it as a learning opportunity? Mm. And then with the risk orientation, not only, you know, are we are we okay when to deal with the ambiguity and the and the, the challenges of change, but are we looking to challenge ourselves because Definitely the, the successful business people and leaders, not only do they handle change well, but they're actually actively looking to challenge themselves because it's that desire that takes you out of your comfort zone, allows you to stretch, allows you to take the risks, allows you to see failure and, and, and inadequacy as, as an opportunity to learn and grow. You know, we've got to be, mm. it's almost like we've got to become kids again and laugh at ourselves when our words don't come out right, mm. when we don't get that 30 second, you know, that 30 second line right. Um, and what is right anyway, right? But this is the kind of things that, that stop people from, from really welcoming that challenge and learning a new set of skills like networking for business. Yeah. And it's interesting because you talk change, change, change and it just, challenge then just so easily rolls off the tongue from change to challenge because the only way you have a challenge put in front of you is when you are willing to change and try something new. Because there is no challenge if there's no need to move. Why would you walk up the mountain when you can walk around it? You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And so this is when external things are causing us to have to work with change. But, you know, because there, there is no flying under the radar anymore. anymore. No business owner can make money and, su and support themselves and stay alive by staying under the radar. Mm. Um, you know, that used to be a very popular term in the, you know, the so-called good old days when, you know, there was, you know, lots of, um, you know, you could hide in the workplace. Mm. You were just days. a number. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, so, once again, yeah. you've just given us so much to think about, which I'm going to take back. But next week when you come back, we're going to wrap this up. We're going to take a little bit of time. I do want to share with our listeners my experience through this so they can understand too when I said to you, Right at the beginning of the segment, I said I completed it and my first reaction to you was I filled out. I think I even phoned you and I said, oh, my goodness, Leah, I think I filled it you out. You phoned right. a friend. Yeah, I phoned a friend. And, and you cancelled three times. And I cancelled oh, three times because 
And, well, there were a couple of times I had to cancel because it was out of my, my hands. But each time I had to cancel, it was that relief going, my goodness, I don't have to talk about this because this is the most ridiculous thing ever. But when we started to go into it, it was it made so much sense. And having that time with you and doing that profile has changed the way I view what I do. It's changed my business strategy, which is interesting because not once have you mentioned business strategy. You've never mentioned it once. It has actually changed my strategy because I'm looking at my mental toughness based on those results. What does the strategy need to look like to adapt and modify the results? Yes, and also what is in there that you can actually bring out to the fore that's a strength because it's naturally in you. Correct. It was just, it was, mm. we're not going to go into it because I no, mean, it's just amazing. Okay. So we're going to talk next More week. Next we're going to wrap yep. it all up and, um, yep. uh, and we'll, we'll go through what those results look like so people understand, you know, everything in one big lump. Leah, it's been absolutely fantastic. Uh, and this week I'm going to really be pondering challenge again because each week, week we talk, I take, we, I take what you've said and I've really implemented it into yeah. the business too. Yeah. And I think that the real take home message is that, it's worthwhile to learn to 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 strive in challenge and you don't have to like it but you've got to trust you will come out the other side and this is the way that we can actually have a good red hot chance at reaching our mm. potential and expressing our potential our best potential to the world 100 percent. Mm, that leap of faith very important yes fantastic thank you as always leah really great to talk to you uh, you're listening to a live 90.5. This is the Power Up Show with Mia and Paul. And we are just finishing up and wrapping up the Power Up Show. As always, Paul has been absolutely phenomenal and fantastic. And Leah, Gillian and Daniel were all amazing. Were, but we're in the studio now yes. with the gorgeous.